Hello, everyone. It is Ryan here, host of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Now, this is a podcast where I get to have conversations with some amazing people from all over the world who have stories to share, experiences we can learn from, and knowledge in areas that we can use and apply to our lives to make us better and happier people. Now, each episode has a different topic, but all geared towards helping us along our own pursuit of happiness and helping us understand this journey we call life just a little better. We'll touch on everything from mental health to nutrition, diet, fitness, travel, adventure, relationships, and believe me, much, much more. All along this journey, I'll experiment and apply some of the advice and information from my conversations to see how it affects me along my own pursuit of happiness, and then report back to you. Now, don't forget, if you enjoy this episode or any other episode, please take a moment, subscribe, leave me a rating and a review. It is truly, truly appreciated while also helping get these great conversations to even more listeners. With that said, thank you so much for joining me on episode number 59 and welcoming Mike Berlatis. There's a part of me that feels like I met my brother from another mother in this episode, a guy from the Northeast that travels the country with his husky. Now that sounds like the life I would love to live, but his story is just so much greater than that. This was such an awesome and inspiring conversation, honestly, with so much negativity in the news and living in a country that seems to be more divided every day. This was such an uplifting story not just about Mike, but the people that he's met along his journey traveling the country. Now, I won't go too deep into details on this introduction. I'll let Mike do a much better job of that during our conversation. But this podcast is what it's all about. Mike gave up a six-figure job at the age of 26, literally gave it up to hop in his car with his husky, and just take off and travel the country. I'm not sure I've ever seen someone so happy and smile so much during a conversation. He made the right call for himself, and we go over not just what made him want to do this, but how he actually had the guts to go through with it. As we all know, quitting a six-figure job to go live life on the road is incredibly risky and is probably not gonna get a lot of support from your friends and family. But it's pretty clear that Mike made the right decision for himself. I've never met anybody at the age of 26 who's so aware of the world around him. I applaud him and everybody else that has taken the chance and the risk that have given up so much to go find their true happiness in life. This is what it's all about. With all that said, I am very happy and very pleased to bring you the story of Mike Berlatis. Mike, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I was expecting a bus behind you. Where are you at? I'm in. Uh, I'm outside of Philadelphia. Oh, sweet. Yeah. What's, so- uh, what's there? Uh, this is where I grew up. So I have, you know, you know, with Thanksgiving being yesterday, I spent it with the family. Had an awesome time here. Uh, my boss is actually in Washington State. Um, oh wow! Where my sister lives. So oh, I did, sweet. Like, huge cross country trip this summer, and then instead of bringing it back all the way back here in Philadelphia, I left it over there. Um, okay. Yeah. Dude, happy Thanksgiving, man. Appreciate you joining me. Yeah, of course, dude. It's my pleasure, and we're gonna have fun. 
Yeah. So you're you're born and raised in the Philly area? Yeah, like right outside of Philadelphia, a town called Westchester, Pennsylvania. Um, 30 minutes away from Philly. Okay. I'm actually gonna look at a map real quick. I'm curious. I'm from upstate New York. My girlfriend is from just outside the Scranton area too, the Stroudsburg area. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of buddies of mine from Scranton. Yeah, there you go. But it's just such a small world. I'm down in the Raleigh Durham area. And okay. it's like everybody knows everybody. Have you been down here on one of your travels yet? Yeah, I did. So in at the beginning of this year, actually, this was like the start of my bus. Um, I went down all the way down to like Florida and then passing through. Um, I've been in like Durham, Fayetteville. I mean, not I, I crossed through Asheville. I really need to spend more time in Asheville. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I spent a lot of time in like Charleston, Savannah area. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that area is just amazing. It, no, it really is. Yes, yeah, so I got a few comments on that. So one, my girlfriend went to App State. So she would tell you, go to Boone. Boone. Um, we went no, to Boone. I feel like you're not the first person that has told me that. Yeah, people love it there. I, we we just went like a month ago. We we took all the dogs. So I have, I don't know if you've seen, I have two purebred huskies. She has a yeah. half husky. And uh, we took them to Boone. She went to App State. And um, yeah, Savannah, that's... um. That's a trip that means a lot to me. I went to Savannah about a year and a half ago now, almost two years. And uh, I brought my girl Coda at the time who was uh, 15. And uh, that was the last trip I ever got to take with her. And uh, it was her and Raven. So Raven right now is four. So at the time she was, I think she's about two or three. And uh, yeah, that was um, such just an awesome, awesome trip. I saw your picture at Wormslow and I have those oh, yeah. pictures with Coda and that, that means the world to me. And uh, we'll definitely get into, you know, what you're doing and everything, but I will say like everything you're doing, I know, you know, this, like all the pictures you're getting in video and footage and stuff, you'll never regret. You'll never regret that. It's awesome. Right. It is awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, geez, Louise, man, like I've been watching your videos. I've been seeing your photos. I've, seen your news clips you've been on the news i've seen all this and if there's anybody that was ever made to be on this podcast it is probably you i think i've said that to a few people before but you might take the cake on that one it's it's actually incredible because just the title man like if i were to encapsulate everything Right. Like your podcast, Pursuit of Happiness, that's what Chase makes you feel alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, things that bring you joy. Um, and so thank you. Yeah, I, I, Abs- I absolutely. Happen. So it's a, it's a mix of like my own pursuit of happiness and learning things that I can make me happy along in my yeah. life. But my best interviews is when I'm interviewing people that are actually going out and chasing their happiness. And I love it. And I, I honestly don't even know how I ran into your account because I don't know if it was Instagram. I don't know if it was Twitter. I don't even remember. And I remember thinking at just the media thing I did was reach out. I, I don't even, I want to say it was Twitter. I don't even know, man. And I was just like, something came over. I was like, he's perfect. I, I have to reach out to him for that <laughs> podcast. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm so curious as well. I want to say it's Instagram because I, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not really active on anything else. Okay. Like when probably it was. Like dude stuff. Okay. Um, so yeah, it probably a, was the power of the internet, man. One thing I've realized, you know, obviously there's a whole balance of social media and that's one of the things that I'm realizing now. Um, but it's it, at the end of the day, it's a tool. 
and there's a lot of beautiful things that have happened through social media. Um, and I'll, I'll get into this later, but just so many amazing interactions with, with people from all walks of life that have started in an Instagram message. And even me reaching out to someone or someone else reaching out to me, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, you know, although we're all so connected and, you know, there's obviously a balance to that. Um, but just so many relationships have been stemmed from my Instagram account. Um, and now just virtual friends and being able to stay in touch with people. Um, it's a beautiful thing. It's a thing that I'm, again, continuing to kind of balance my life because it can be also a big thief of joy as well. You know, mm -hmm. it's so easy to compare and, um, and kind of get in your head with the whole social media thing. But because um, I never really would have thought it would have turned into this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Never. You know, the whole, you know, even just the news and all that, like, <laughs> I always say, like, there's no other reason why I don't ever want to be in the news than just being me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What makes me feel happy and, and, and chasing what makes me feel alive. So it's been really cool to kind of see all the all of the effects of just living my life. <laughs> well, so after just talking to you these few minutes and seeing some of your news clips and everything, I will say that you're very aware. Um, how old are you? And were you this aware before you started your journey or has this journey kind of just helped like open your eyes a little bit? Yeah, I would say it's, 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 <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I've always felt like I had a, a good head on my shoulder and I give that so much, so much thanks to my family and how I've grown up and, and, and just my support system. Um, I'm 26 years old. Um, and I really immersed myself in a career that was very much, you know, you had to bring your A game, you know, you really had to, to show up, be present, get ready to go. And um, really just, you know, roll up your sleeves. And, and I think that really kind of prepped me well for, for this. And, um, you know, even just I, one of the priorities of my family growing up was traveling. Um, you know, we didn't travel all the time, but it was something that we really enjoyed as a family and, and just getting out there. And my biggest advice for anyone that's trying to figure themselves out or just trying to grow as a human being is just get out there, go get exposed, go immerse yourself in different cultures, different people, um, different backgrounds, you know, for me, I've done a lot of that and it's, it's been thing I've learned so much that no job can teach me, no educational system can teach me, no friend can teach me. Um, I've done a lot of introspective work, you know, I've spent a lot of time alone. Mm. Uh, I've done where, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, that's, that's so foreign to me. I hated being alone. I'm an extrovert. I love being around people. I love, you know, I get my energy off of, you know, these types, types of interactions, and, you know, I say this all the time, being, you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable mm. and growth does not come from comfort zones. And so I've grown a lot through all of this. And I really feel like I, during these moments, I'm just constantly trying to create the best version of myself, get 1% better every day. Obviously I still have my days and I still have my moments where I'm struggling. Um, and I don't want to say that, you know, this lifestyle has solved everything, but it's really helped create a balance in my life a lot of perspective. Um, I've kind of realized what I really desire as a human being and how I want to live my life. And, you know, two years ago, I had a totally different lens on life. And um, today, you know, waking up today and, 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 and being at Thanksgiving yesterday, I was the happiest I ever was. Or, mm -hmm. and, and it's just because one of the things that it's really, one of the things that I, 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 I try to journal as much as I can. And 
one of the things that I have written in the past is just like be unapologetically yourself. And integrity means everything to me and just living a life that I'm proud of and, and don't listening, don't listen to the external noise, right? It's so easy to kind of, uh, you know, do that and try to conform to what other people think or other people's standards. The best thing I ever did and, and, and the best thing that I was able to gain confidence in my life is just listen to my intuition, listen to my gut. Because at the end of the day, that's all we got. You know, no one knows your vision, no one knows your story, no one knows your heart. And for me, I've really trusted myself through this whole journey and, and really just pursuing the things that make Michael Berlottis happy. And with that has just been an overall joy and a confidence that I'm just really proud of myself. Um, again, there's so, mo there's so many moments where I'm like, oh man, did I really do all of, did I really jump through this to do this? And it's a lot. It's, I'm numb to my story, to be honest. Um, I, you know, even just going out for Thanksgiving Eve, you know, seeing all your high school friends and it's, it's, you become numb to it. I don't feel it as much as I want to do it. And I have to go through like pictures or videos to be able to feel that again. And to kind of think about, wow, I actually did come, you know, pretty far. And I get the question all the time. Like, how do you do it? How do you do it? I'm like, I just did it. Like, there's no difference between like, um, you know, I just followed my intuition. I moved around aspects of my life to get to me, to get me to where I wanted to be. And I had the vision and I wasn't willing to, to, to kind of stumble on that. So really it's just, you know, I, I appreciate that, man. Um, I've been blessed with an incredible support system, amazing family, amazing girlfriend. Um, and, you know, yeah, I, I think just, being like just living a life that you're proud of is just one of the things that I constantly, constantly think about. And when it comes to like impacting people, how I interact with others, how I want to leave this world, man, it's like, that's kind of what I, I constantly try and key in on. Dude, you're 26, man. Like you have an awareness that people in like their forties don't have. Um, that's very impressive. And I started to probably get like, my parents did a pretty, pretty decent job of, of, traveling with us as kids. Um, a lot of it was road trips. So most of the time it was places within driving distance of upstate New York where I grew up and, uh, you know, occasionally we'd hop on a flight to somewhere, but, um, yeah, I started to get the traveling bug, I don't know, mid thirties, five, six years ago. And I just haven't stopped. I just did it. And, but you're shaking your head. Like, at least I get to fly back home and go sleep in my own bed after a few days. Whereas you're just, you're at a different level. Um, that takes guts that takes balls. And I give anybody credit and we'll, we'll talk about your journey here in momentarily, but I give anybody credit that just has the guts to just turn the keys and just go and not necessarily have like a plan for every step of the way. I, I don't necessarily work like that. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I did. Sometimes it benefits me that I don't. Um, but I have, I have a, a lot of ton of questions for you. One of them I have right here is what do you tell people that say, I wish I could do that? It's a great, I get it all the time, you know, mm -hmm. I'm driving. Um, it happens so often than not. And that used to be something that I'd said or something that I said in the past and I get it. Financial means is like the number one thing that comes up. I get it all the time. How do I work? How do I survive on the road? And I understand that it, you know, it does take intentional planning. Like it does mm -hmm. when it comes to building out a bus and to think about how I'm going to make money on the road to electrical work. How am I going to stay off grid? I mean, 
there's there's versions of that question where it's like okay like okay do you want to do it full time do you want to do it as a weekend thing like for me it wasn't an overnight thing and that's what I, I try to you know let try to tell people was like I started in the back of my jeep and I literally left my Atlanta apartment in June 30th 2020 with like milk in the fridge uh with the expectations of me coming back two weeks later just go to go get a taste of a road um and then come back and you know go back into the motions of life again. And I fell in love with the road from eating outside, uh, meeting people from all walks of life to showering in lakes and, and just living, man, and, and doing things that I had never, ever really been exposed to um, was like such a blessing. And I just felt so happy. Like, and, I, and, and here I am, my Atlanta apartment, I was paying $2,000 for rent. I had all the amenities I could ever want. I had the brand new Jeep Grand, Jeep Grand Cherokee. And I'm like, man, like, I don't miss this. And so that really empowered me to really think different of like, all of these things that we may be culturally taught about, oh, you get the next big pay raise, you got like, continue to upgrade your life. And, and I was living so simple with just my dog. And, and I just was like, man, this is a beautiful moment. I'm finding joy. I'm finding uh, a wonderful experience in just the smallest ways. And that's really when it just started changing my mindset. So, you know, what I would say to those people is like, make sure this is really something that you want to do. You know, again, start off of like weekend trip camping, you know, go get it. Like, like I said, you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. If you don't like being like outside of your comfort zone and, and pivoting when times are hard and really just thinking on the fly, then I would say, hey, you know, let's let's rethink that and 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 put you in a situation where you maybe could have a little bit of taste of that, but maybe not jump in full time. Because if I stopped when I felt uncomfortable or when I felt like things were gonna go downhill. I would never be here talking with you, mm -hmm. but I just kind of plowed through and I realized that I would grow from those moments because it's really not the end destination when I'm driving in the bus. It's, it's the whole journey, right? I mean, it's the journey that, that that's where I've grown and that's where I've um, really go back to. It's not, you know, it's not the beautiful moments that you go to in the national parks. It's, it's here, me telling you my story and thinking about all of the ups and downs that I've gone through. And, Financial means, right? So going back to like, I have a background in finance and, and economics and personal financial literacy is something that I, I, I'm very passionate about as well. And um, I, you know, people think it's a really expensive lifestyle. Like you're on the road, you're trying, like it's an investment. Mm -hmm. So if you can kind of think like that, like, okay, you may have to put an upfront investment, but like now I don't pay rent. I don't pay taxes. I don't pay for pest control, parking fees, uh, you know, TV, like, if you can look at it, the lens of like, this could be really beneficial for me later on in the market right now, like the market, like this really hasn't been publicized, but I just bought another bus to, to, uh, to be able to hopefully flip either my old one or my new one. And the market right now is crazy. It's super trendy. And so I would even say now, like you bought, like you buy a vehicle or you want to get into that lifestyle an RV or anything like that. Like it could be a very, it could be a financial decision as well. A lot of people are downsizing. A lot of people, uh, the tiny living. I mean, it's it's a trendy thing that I think minimalism is starting to you know become uh, have more and more awareness. So financial means I get it, but again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. What are you willing to move around in your life? 
I sold my car. I sold 80% of my belongings. I, I've moved around aspects of my life to get to me, to get me to where I'm in now. And, you know, just investing throughout the years. Um, and just being, again, I haven't bought myself a piece of clothing in like two years. Um, and I, and I, I once used to be all about that, all about the athleisure and, and having comfy clothes and all that good stuff. And, but for me, I'm like, I, I buy what I need. Like my mom, like, I was, what do you want for Christmas? Mom, I don't need anything. I, I'm so blessed. I really don't need anything. And you, like, I used to be so like today is black Friday. I used to be so obsessed with like trying to find deals. And now it's like, Oh, I didn't want nothing to do with it. I don't care for it. Um, so it's, it's, and again, it's like, what, like, but for me, I like spending money on my boss and getting that to be a home and to, for it to be comfy and experiences, experiences. Like I love spending my money on experiences. That's why I went to Tanzania. I had an amazing, an amazing time. And those moments are so, so priceless. So I can't wait to get into all of this real, real quick. Well, if you do hear my puppy, that's, uh, that's my husky puppy. I'm right right next to me. Ah, nice. Well, I wish mine was sleeping. She's letting it be known that she's not happy. She's not in here. Um, (laughs) do you, have you ever heard of or listened to, uh, Goggins, David Goggins? I know, I know of him. I really haven't spent the time to, to like really dig in. I know he's the runner. Uh, the Marine, uh, what for Marine, former Marine. Yeah. His whole motto what? is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. So I was oh, curious yeah. to know. Uh, yeah. Well, I have to tell you what, listen to, listen to his audio book. Can't hurt me. It's like the best audio book I've ever listened to. It's awesome. I have to dig into it. I, I've heard such great things about it. I just haven't had the, I, I actually, that's an excuse. I was about to say time, but oh, that's, I hate that excuse. I don't have the time. Yeah. 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 yeah the time. What are you willing to move around? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're on the bus, just exactly. listen to it. You got nothing else to do, right? So, all right, we've we've touched on certain aspects of your stories, and let's kind of like start almost at the beginning. You were working finances, and then what happened for you to just kind of just all of a sudden? It's what seems like all of a sudden change your lifestyle. Yeah. So, it's so hard to make this like try to like bring this story all together, but I'll try to condense it as much as I can. So um, I worked for a company called BlackRock. BlackRock was the largest money manager in the world. I have nothing but amazing, amazing things to say about that company. I truly enjoyed my time there. I spent, I learned so much, was always, uh, was always learning something and it was a great experience. So I started at BlackRock here in my area and then was, got a job in our brand new Atlanta office. And um, I was one of the very few transfers down there. So I was super excited about this opportunity. I'd never been to the city of Atlanta, but I knew that there was um, you know, so much opportunity with just coming down there and, and just being a part of a brand new office. And there was a lot of initiative with that office. And I was like, you know what, let's do it. This is gonna be the next chapter of my life. I was ready for that because I was living at home, saving some money and, um, and was ready to like take on like the next step of my life. And so I did that. I, I moved down there. I moved into a one bedroom apartment. Uh, you hauled my whole life down there and, and was there. And then I was up in Manhattan a lot for work. And then that's when COVID became apparent. And so I was, I flew back to Atlanta. I worked in our Atlanta office for about a week. And 
I was only in Atlanta for like a whole part, like two weeks by the time we were asked to go home mm-hmm. and to work remotely. So here I am, I'm in this one bedroom apartment. I'm in this new city with no friends or family around and I'm stuck. Like, and, and, and at this time, none of us know what COVID's really like and what the possible effects are going to be. You know, I'm thinking, okay, it's a month long thing. We'll probably go back into the office. We'll kind of figure this thing out. Obviously that's, that was not the case. So I'm stuck in my apartment and my family's back here in Philadelphia. And I was like really struggling. You know, I, I really was. And, 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 um, I think I, as like the death of Kobe Bryant really hit me, you know, people were dying from COVID. Um, and my grandfather was starting to get sick. And then, so I went home, I was like, okay, like, this is very serious. Um, I need to go home and to be with family and to like, just, just go home and just see where this goes. And I'm still learning like a new job. I have the, the learning curve with that. So a lot of pressure of like being home, being at home remote, like, and it was, it was not a, it's not a great atmosphere for me to be in. So that's what I did. I, I went home and I did that for about a month and a half, two months. And unfortunately during that time when I was home, I lost my grandfather. He had passed away in a nursing home from COVID. And again, just giving me that perspective of like, wow, this is like the real deal. This is, you know, this hits the frugality of life and, and, you know, people are dying and it's really making me kind of start to think big picture. And, um, so at a certain point I was like, mom, guys, I got to go back home. I got to go back to Atlanta and just try to make the most of the situation. Like I just moved down there. I just like, I, I made it so homey and I really put a lot of time and energy into just making it my home. And I kind of felt like I needed to just make the most out of that situation. Um, and I did that. So I went back to Atlanta and, and I tried going through those motions again. I was waking up at 530, you know, I was working out, I was working like long hours. And then I would, you know, either just hang around, watch YouTube. And, and I was going through these cycles and every day it was starting to blur. And I was like, oh man, like this is, this is tough. Like I'm not, this is not a lifestyle for me. One of the things that I absolutely hate is like routine when it comes like so mundane where it's just like, you can't tell one day from the other. Uh, it's always nice to be in a routine. Like now I'm back here. I, you know, from traveling, it's like, okay, I got like able to get like some consistency going, but when my, when my day to day constantly looks like that, it's like really scary for me because then, you know, one year passes, two year passes, like shit, like have I really done anything. And, and so I had two friends of mine, Lauren and Katie, shout out you guys. They were working for Apple at the time and they had rented a van for a little bit. And I'm like, wow, like this is like a, this is pretty cool. Like obviously COVID is the real deal. So how do you go about this in a safe manner? Um, and where it's, you know, you're not stepping on anyone's toes and where you can kind of feel safe and other put others in a safe environment as well. So they, you know, them working for Apple, me working for BlackRock, I was like, okay, like, the, like maybe we can swing these, like these demanding jobs on the road, like where work is a huge priority. But like outside of those hours, we're, we're enjoying life. We're, we're traveling and, and we're able to stay in our, 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 our cars or, or vans. And so that's what I did. They kind of gave me that kind of, wow, like this is a different way to live. Um, and that's what I did. I literally called them and I was like, hey, like, what do you say? We meet in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and, and we like we go do this thing for a little bit. So that's what I did. I, I kid you not. That's the amount of planning I did for my first big trip. I had my uh, I had my tent. I had my dog, I had my Jeep and I literally just packed my Jeep up, left my food in the fridge, left it all. I was like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. In like 48 hours, I drove from Atlanta all the way to Jackson Hole. I went through like all some, some of the big spots, uh, Kansas City, St. Louis, 
uh, you know, stopped along the way in Nebraska. And I was just like, wow, this feels like I feel free. I feel like this is amazing. I have my dog by my side and I was literally just sleeping in the back of my Jeep and it was amazing. So anyway, I, I, I traveled with them for about a week and then I just kept going, went separate ways. And I was like, all right, I think I'm going to just keep going. So I went up to like Montana, Idaho. And at this point it had been like 40 days. I took a flight from Alaska to Seattle, rented a minivan in Alaska for 20 days, uh, lived out of that and getting COVID tests throughout the way. So I had to get, you know, COVID tests, uh, you know, leaving to get the airport. And to this day, knock on wood, and it's been such a blessing. I still have not gotten COVID. I've had like over like 15 different COVID tests mm-hmm. and um, it's been great. So I'm still working. Like I'm still working at coffee shops. I am working East coast hours on the West coast. Like work was still very much like my biggest priority, but I was so happy outside of work that it was making work like much more bearable. And, and, you know, my manager supported it and I'm so thankful for that. Um, but a lot of people were looking at me like, dude, like, are you serious? Like this life's like it, I don't necessarily, I mean, I don't think I'm necessarily cut from the same cloth as a lot of my colleagues in the financial world where I'm kind of living this totally opposite side of the spectrum lifestyle. Um, again, I, I have the love, the passion for finance, but I also have the passion for, you know, and other areas of my life and like just living simple and being pretty minimalistic and just, you know, uh, doing all that. So anyway, I was in Alaska, so I'll try to bring this story all together. I was in Alaska. BlackRock was like, hey, we're going to be remote for the rest of the year. So then the light bulb went over my head. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a great opportunity to get rid of my crazy rent. I can have this extra income, be able to save it, uh, be able to put it in whatever uh, experience I want to do. So thank God I had a, f- a video of my uh, my apartment on my on my phone and I, I threw it up online and like in a in a um, Facebook group. And like in 24 hours, I got someone that said, hey, I'm willing to move in right away. I'll pay you full price. And I like, I want to, I want to come in. So I was like, okay, amazing. But I, like, I could not be farther away. I'm up all the way up in Alaska. <laughs> so what did I do? I had to change all my flights around. I flew from Alaska to Atlanta. Um, and I threw everything in a storage unit. And I said, okay, apartment, no more. Uh, I, I'll see you when I see you having no idea what the future held. I had nowhere at this point, I was only living out of my car. I had no place to really, I didn't know what my next home was going to be. So I put everything in the storage unit in two days. I flew back to Seattle and that's when I was like, okay, time to find a home. So I bought a 1986 travel trailer and I made that my home. Um, and again, when I say like, like just put yourself out there and be comfortable with the uncomfortable, I had no idea how to tow a trailer. I had no idea how to operate a camper. Yeah, I grew up camping and like, and my dad had a trailer, but when it came to like, you know, being the leader of like, hey, this is how I'm going to live. I had no idea how to get involved in any of that. So I bought that. It was perfect. It served its purpose. I went all the way from Washington, Oregon, California, Utah, Nevada, finished up 2020 with 150 days on the road, met so many amazing people. Um, I always say the best part, it's not the destination. It's not all that it's the people. Oh my gosh. So many stories, so many amazing stories. I literally could just sit around a fire and share stories for days. Um, but then I was in Utah. So this is when the bus comes into place. The bus, um, I found a bus on, on Facebook Marketplace. And the bus was in New Jersey and I was in Utah. 
So I called up one of my best friends from home and I said, listen, I think this is the next chapter of my life. Like I've spent this amount of time on the road. I really am. I've never been happier. Um, and even if I have to go back to work and it's like, you know, I will find a piece of land and this will be my home. And I really, again, having no idea what the future held, I trusted my intuition. I trusted my gut. And I made a promise to myself that if I bought this vehicle, that I would simplify my life. I would sell my car. I would sell my trailer and I would go all in. And that's what I did. Uh, my buddy went to go see the bus. I bought it unseen. It had great, really amazing roots of it already being started to be completed. And then when I came home in December for about four months, I was working day, like working a lot. Uh, outside of work hours, I outsourced some stuff and I made it my home. And then in June of 2020, I finally said enough was enough. I couldn't see myself going back to the corporate world. I couldn't see myself going back to, um, you know, that lifestyle that I was, you know, I just couldn't. And I wasn't, I wasn't going to let money be the reason why I stayed because I just think that's a dirty way to live your life where it's just like, oh, I'm just doing this because I get paid a lot. I'm a, I'm an extremely passionate purpose person. Purpose means a lot to me. I always envisioned myself as an entrepreneur anyway and really betting on myself and creating my own success. Um, and I finally just, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't lie to myself. And for the past two years, I was playing tug of war with my heart of what I really wanted. And really that goes back to taking the job in Atlanta. It was a bandaid over the pain, the pain being feeling passionless, feeling purposeless. I needed adventure. I needed something different. That's why I moved down to Atlanta. Um, to have that un uniqueness back in my life. And, it, and, you know, I got promoted last year too. And that was really hard for me to try to like, wow, like I had it really, really good. Um, and I, I just I didn't feel right. And when you don't, when you feel it, you have to, you have to really like capitalize on that moment. I'm 26 years old. This is the time. If I don't do it now, I'll never do it. You know, my responsibilities are, relatively low. Um, I have the financial runway of living simple now. And, you know, I don't have kids, I don't have, a, you know, a family and, and, and this was the opportunity. And again, goes back to that regret piece. I didn't want to live with the regret. I didn't want to live with the feeling of, Oh, I wish I did this, or I should have done this. At least now I know if I, you know, go on this, this, this means of life and, and being an entrepreneur, then if I ever do go back to that, then I, then I know, you know, then I know, okay, at least I tried. What's, and that's the biggest thing I try to get everyone to kind of think when they're making these big decisions of what college to go to, what, you know, what job do I pick or all of these, you know, getting into van life. How do you know if you don't try? Like trying is like the biggest thing. It's like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, you learn from your lessons. Failures teaches you so many, so many things. So that was my mindset. I met somebody on the road um, and we're now co-creating an, an, an entrepreneurial platform to help entrepreneurs scale and launch their business by providing infrastructure, mentorship, and support. And I, I couldn't be happier with where I am uh, in my career. It's honestly, I'm so passionate about what I'm doing. And when you have passion and you know your why, like your why is what keeps you going. Or if you don't have your why really rooted, you're going to burn out. You're not, it's not going to be a fun journey. Like I used to dread working on Black Friday. I literally was like, oh, like a day after Thanksgiving, this is the last thing I want to do. And now it's like, I can't wait to, you know, get going, roll up my sleeves and, and keep going. So yeah, man, that's, that's again, I don't even know how to start, how to bring it all together, but it's <laughs> that's been my so, job. I'll do that. <laughs> it's been so many like little pieces that I, I, that have had 
a reason or have had a foundation as to kind of leaving. And it's been, it's been a crazy roller coaster, but I wouldn't want it any other way. Mm. Like I said, man, but the age of 26 for you to realize all this stuff and to actually act on that, that's Thank super you, impressive. There's people Thank that go their whole lives, one, that don't realize it, and two, that live with regret. That's one of the reasons I start to do things that I'm slightly uncomfortable doing is because it's like, what's the worst that can happen? And I don't want regrets. And that's one of the reasons I actually started to travel with my dog who has, who has had passed was because it was like, mm-hmm. I don't want her whole life to go by and me not have gone places with her and taken pictures yeah. with her, have experiences with her. And I don't regret any of that. Regret is my major, major motivator these days. And give me the chills, man. Uh, it, it really does. You give me the because like you, it's it's hard for me to like. Sometimes I say this and people don't resonate, and that's okay. Like I don't like it's not, but like you get it, and like for me, it's like I rock on, man. Like you too. I, I just wish I realized it when I was younger. I, I can sit here and cry about that, but for me to have realized that. At least in my mid thirties, I'm happy about that. And for you to realize it in your 20, that's crazy. That's awesome. And I'm hoping people listen to this and we'll see you as an inspiration. You know, you don't necessarily need to get into a bus and go drive the country. You know, there's small things you can do. And one of the, one advice I would recommend is when you said like, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable is perhaps like start small and you can realize you can do it and then you'll like it. And then like one thing, like, I, I think I mentioned a few times on my podcast, like I suck at yoga and I'm not as extroverted as you. So it's like just showing up to like a yoga class where I know nobody and you're like, okay, I can do that. Like you're being yeah. around strangers, you yeah. do things that you're uncomfortable with and you go back and do it again and again, and then go, go sit at a table at a restaurant and go eat by yourself. You know, it's a muscle. It's a muscle yeah. that you have to work on that you have to grow. Because like I said, two years ago, honestly, a year and a half ago, I would never have thought of going to Tanzania alone mm. for almost 40 days with like no plan in place. I, I've worked that muscle and bus life has equipped me and empowered me to, to be more confident, to trust my decision-making to, to be able to kind of just be uncomfortable. Exactly what you said. And it, when you said start small, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, start with like running, getting up and running, couple miles, right? Mm-hmm. We're signing up for a marathon. Like, and that's one of the things that like I did a marathon like two, two years ago. And I started working on that muscle of like, wow, like here's this lofty goal that you never even thought you would ever do. Go work for it. Go work your butt off. Even when it's uncomfortable, the days that you don't want to wake up and get it and start doing it. And then it goes back to Kilimanjaro, right? One of the seven summits. It's something I never really ever imagined myself doing. But being like, you know what, here's your goal. I'm going to work. I'm going to do everything I can to achieve that goal. And I'm going to be so proud of myself when I get to that pedestal moment and that whole grind. It's not that destiny. Again, going back to the journey and not the destination. It's not the moment when I'm at the, the summit looking out. It's everything that, uh, that brought me to that moment. Mm-hmm. And you learn so much along the way and you really do get to exercise that muscle of, of just putting yourself out there. Something that I think we also have in common too, um, that I think people can probably learn from is that you make promises to yourself and you hold yourself accountable. Like, you know, it's no good if you make yourself a promise, you know, I I promise I'm, I'm promising we'll lose five pounds. Then you you're eating 
pieces of cake the next day and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, come on, you know, you got to make, you got to make yourself a promise and hold yourself accountable. And the more you do that, the more you're going to see results, the more you see results, the more you're going to want to keep doing it. So I, I, I applaud you for doing that. Thank you. I, one of my biggest pet peeves is people that just talk to talk, walk mm-hmm. the talk, like truly mm-hmm. walk the talk. And because then you oversaturate those promises, then they become less and less meaningful. And then it's just another promise. Like when you say it, when you do it, um, do it and have others that can hold you accountable. Like uh, you, I'm, I'm now at a point in my life where like, I really value the people around me and, and I appreciate the people around me because I've done a lot of kind of searching through, you know, all of that. And I really want people that, are going to create the best that help me create the best version of myself where I can, Hey, when times are hard, I can pick up the phone and say, Hey man, this is what I'm going through. Um, and just having great people around you because we become who we're surrounded by, we become who we're surrounded by. And I just think it's really important to have people around you that really want the best for you and are there for you and, and, and vice versa. Like, and it's been having an amazing support system is something that I, like I, I couldn't do all alone. Like, and it's been so valuable to my journey. So I got to ask, when is the book coming out? Because you have to, I know you've thought about it or you're going to do it. You're going to have People a book. It. I, <laughs> it's com- it's going to happen for you to have this awareness. You journal every day and you travel. It's coming one way or another. At some point it's coming. I, I know it. it has to, it has to, there's a lot of lessons here. Yeah. People can learn from it. And, um, so one of the first things that comes to my mind, especially when it comes to travel, I am a dog dad is okay. So when you have Bailey, your Husky, which is another thing that we have in common um, and you just hit the road, like sometimes traveling with animals is the drawback is the reason I don't leave my house or it's the reason I leave early or whatever. What were your thoughts on like, okay, I have a dog. You were you just like, forget it just coming with me. We're doing this. Or did you have drawbacks? Did you have to plan for that? What are your thoughts on that? Again, I, I uh, it's, it's a blessing and a curse, but for me, it's been more of a blessing. I'm, I'm pretty impulsive. I, I act on emotion, not so much intuitive thinking. And again, it going back to the gut, the, the, the gut feeling or the intuition. And then I'm a big person that can like pivot in any type of situations where it's like, okay, this has been now brought to me or I have a flat tire, like learning through that. And that usually doesn't, there's never the reasons why I go, I, I, I go the opposite direction of like decision-making. Like I, I, I realized early on that like, this is going to be challenging. Right. And, and I knew Bailey's personality beforehand. Right. Where I, obviously if, if I knew that she was, like car sick or she um just was not like she for a husky she's the most easygoing amazing like such amazing temperament just sleeps and relaxes and even in the bus in the car she we've done a lot of road trips from atlanta to philly so she would be right next to me in the passenger seat and just curl up in a little ball like the huskies do as a like they look like foxes and like she's always relaxed and she's so good she's great with other dogs she's great with kids and family and she's amazing i have nothing but amazing amazing things to say although her only knock is she is so attached to me mm-hmm. so most husky owners have two huskies because they're pack animals they love to be around their their people 
So she's really attached to me. So I, I knew I would have, it would be challenging, you know, and every day I kid you not, I, I would wake up and I would be like dog friendly coffee shops, dog friendly, this dog friendly, that, and out West it's way more uh, available than out here in the East coast. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't too big of an issue. Um, when I was at national parks, national parks are really like no dogs. And so I would have to just figure out ways to like, just make it possible and just like do things that were either early in the morning where like heat wasn't a factor, or I would take her on dog trails, try to wear her out, take her to our dog park. And then even when the, when the days get warmer, like I I'm going to the gym super early in the morning. Like I've really had to kind of, again, what I say is like move around certain parts of my life where it's just like, okay, like I have a dog. Um, I need to be very attentive to her, towards her. And she was such a rock star. Um, I'm just looking at her now and it brings me such joy, but she is such a rock star. She's really made it easy. Um, when I was up in Alaska, my sister took care of her. Um, cause my sister I was going to ask that that's too bad. Cause I was going to say, how did you get to Alaska with her? And yeah. she Bailey, if Bailey made it to Alaska, she wouldn't want to come back. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, no. this is where I belong. Leave me yeah, no. So my sister lives in Washington state. And so when I, when I, when I, when I flew from Seattle to Alaska, my sister was gracious enough to take care of her and they have a Husky too. And so, uh, that's awesome. That's and awesome. I, yeah. And the key to Huskies wear them out, you know, as you know, so constantly going on like runs, if we could do it or swing dog parks. And then just when we are kind of just chill, she's just, she's just chilled out. But, um, it's been, I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine this experience without her. Mm. I don't know if I could have done it. She's they're, the they're your best friends, man. I get it. Friends. Yeah. I, I get it. Without her. I'm so jealous. I mean, in a good way that, you yeah. know, you started to, to do all this and experience all of these amazing things with your dog, where I started to kind of do that a little later with in life with Coda and knowing that like in the last, you know, three, four, five years, I've been to places such as like a Banff and Glacier, oh, Idaho, Idaho and Utah. I, I love it out there. And it's like, whenever I see people with their dogs, I'm like, son of a be, you know, like it would be so awesome just to have a photo with my dog right here in front of like, I saw you posted, damn you. I saw you posted a picture of Bailey in front of Lake Louise. I yeah. was like, I would have died to have any of my dogs there with me. That would have been so awesome. And the Canadian parks are way more dog friendly than oh, the yeah? stateside parks. I had really no issues uh, with, I mean, Bailey would go on hikes and all that stuff and it would be no problem in the States. It was much more challenging um what about crossing the border into canada with a dog is there any issues relatively easy i had the vaccine like her rabies vaccine done and what else did i need i think that's it and i don't yeah i think just my rate the rabies vaccine and of course my like i needed to have i was i was vaccinated from covid and then i had to get a negative pcr test so um right when canada opened i went from glacier to banff and then banff to jasper and awesome awesome it was, trip isn't it it's freaking gorgeous unreal unreal <laughs> it wasn't awesome. even on, like when i say like it wasn't even on my radar it was not on my radar at all at all but i was like oh i'm in glacier like this is how i plan my trips i was like oh i'm in glacier oh banff is like relatively close and i've always wanted to go to banff 
oh, but the border's opening up in two weeks, so I better hang in Glacier for a little while. And then, okay, let's go to Banff. And then that's, and then like, that's what it was. Um, and it was amazing. It was expensive. Gas in the, in Canada was, was much more expensive. And I get a vehicle that gets like eight to nine miles per gallon. So oh that was my biggest expense, but Canada, such great people. Um, we were like the only, I was with my cousin at the time, like the only Americans there. Um, I love Jasper. Banff is amazing, but Jasper, I feel like, which is, about an hour and a half north or two hours north of Banff was just unreal. That drive from Banff to Jasper, I've been, I haven't seen anything like it, mm. but, and then I ended the trip that, that long road trip in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. I, my dad and I went to Banff and then we, we made it up to the glacier, the ice fields. Oh yeah. Um, yep. You know it. Yep. Yeah. And then, but then we turned around, went back. So okay. one of these days going to Jasper is on my bucket list. So I, I'm, I'm going to make an announcement today because this isn't live. I'm actually going to propose to my girlfriend this evening. I can go ahead and say that she has no idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm gonna post this by the time she better have that fucking ring on her finger. But um, yeah, so I Dude. would I brought up like we should get married in Banff for Jasper or something like that. It'd be awesome. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm so happy for you. That's amazing, man. Thanks, I, man. It's such an honor to have, like, I, to be a part of your day. <laughs> when you think about how I propose, like, now I'm, like, kind of in the equation. Yeah, yeah, you know, you kind of are. You, but it's funny is I talked to her right before we um, started talking. And she just, a lot of times she says, like, good luck in your podcast. Hope you do well. We'll talk after or whatever. I'm like, thanks. I was like, I was like, honestly, like, I feel like this guy's like a relative, like a distant relative of, <laughs> of mine. He's like, there's so much in common. He loves Huskies. Obviously, you're from yeah. the Northeast. I didn't know that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And uh, so it's funny. I can go ahead and start making that announcement because I'm not posting this for yeah. another week or two. So she's going to have no idea. But uh, amazing. So happy for you, brother. Thanks, um, thanks. That's amazing. That is so amazing. Yeah. We just actually went to Alaska a couple of months ago. Oh. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, Tell me about it. Yeah, so we flew into if if you wanted to, if you really want to know more about it, there's actually a, a podcast, a few podcasts ago. We did a recap, and oh, um, so yeah, we sat down together and did a recap. So we flew into Anchorage, spent no time in Anchorage at all. Yeah, we same, bro. Right down to Seward, uh, spent a couple of days there. Yeah, I beautiful place. Um, food a little overrated. Didn't care for the food as much, but beautiful place. I major had a lot of salmon there. I, I was like, oh, Alaska salmon. Let's get to me amazing. It was like a three out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, and it was cost a lot of money. So, um, the major Marine tour was awesome. We went to Girdwood and we flew, yeah. um, with on a chopper and they landed us with all the Huskies and the sled dogs up there. Amazing dude. Awesome. Uh, no, we did. I did not go as far as Whittier. We, we, after that, we kind of went back and we did the conservation center. We kind of walked Absolutely. around and saw like the bears and wolves and stuff. And um, yeah, so that's one of those things where, where when you said it's the experiences, like that's a hundred percent it because we wanted to do some shout out to Alpine air Alaska for the choppers and dropping us with the sled dogs. And um, it's not cheap. And uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I was talking to her name's Kristen. I was like, Kristen, I was like, I understand we're, we, we're financially okay. We have jobs and I don't want to go there and regret not doing this. And I, I know it's expensive. I think once you have that experience and we get back, it's not about the money. You're not going to be like, I, I wish I had the money still. You're going to say, I'm so glad that I made that decision 
to spend yeah. a little extra money and have that experience. And that was awesome. And um, so from there, we we hiked Matanuska Glacier. If you is that went to Kenai. No, Matanuska is uh, east of Anchorage, like two hours east. Of oh, Anchorage. from from your from your uh, from the chopper. Did you say you flew or? Yeah, no. So from the chopper, that was just in Girdwood. So that okay. was like an hour. Uh, that was like an hour, two hour excursion. And then gotcha. um, went back down to Seward, then back up over mm-hmm. to Matanuska. Okay. And then that evening, we, it was a lot of driving. So that evening we went to um, Takitna area. We stayed yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and, yep, and yep. Went to Denali for yep. a few days. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up seeing the Northern Lights a few times in the Healy area, which is right outside of Denali. Yep, exactly, yep. And then uh, we ended up in Fairbanks. Yep. And um, yep. it, the thing about Fairbanks, we weren't super stoked to go there anymore because it was like, okay, we saw everything we needed to see. We don't need to go to North anymore. Yeah. Um, it was kind of nice to be in a somewhat normal town, which is yeah. great. But, uh, and then we drove back down to um, to Anchorage and flew out. But uh yeah. Yeah, if you got time to burn, feel free to listen to that episode. Um, But yeah, no, trip of a lifetime for sure. Trip of a lifetime. Yeah, it was awesome. I saw you went to Alaska. I was like, I got to ask him some questions. Um, To get back onto your um, story here, now, what were people's thoughts and reactions when you at first said, "Hey, I'm just gonna just get out of here and go"? Did you have a supportive family and friends, or were they like, "Man, you're crazy. What's what's going on here"? All of the above, honestly. Um, I had, when I say have good people and true people around you, this is kind of where it starts to, where I'm starting to realize who's with me in a, in a supportive way and who's with me to just be whatever. And um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's somewhat emotional because it's, it's, if I, I'm really just proud of myself for never letting those people, or if I ever stopped when it wasn't socially accepted, then I would never be here. I never would have grown. I never would have gone to Tanzania. And I'm really proud of myself for, I, I always try to say this so much, like, don't listen to the external noise. Like, do what makes you happy. No, it's your life. It's your story. You are the author of your own story. You're holding the pen. Don't let anyone else hold the pen. And I, my family, yeah, they, they overall really supported me. Of course, they have the questions. Oh, like, you know, are you sure? But it comes from a place of love. And, you know, I would want that um, for someone to give, you know, that can, I am like such a believer in constructive criticism and being open-minded and letting people just share perspectives because I think we can get lost in that and where it's like, you know, so many times I'm just like, Oh yeah, like that makes sense. Or, Oh, like that's a really good point. And I remember sitting at the Thanksgiving, like literally a year from yes, a year from today or a year from yesterday, sitting at the Thanksgiving table with my family. And I told them, I bought a home (laughs) and uh, obviously what does home mean? A home can be anything. And then I'm like, yeah, I bought a school bus and this is the next chapter of my life. And they're like, what? Like they knew I was like, obviously on the road and all this, but now that I've like bought a bus and now I'm talking about living in it and working for my financial job in it. And it's like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? And I'm like, yeah, like this is what I want to do. 
Like, I appreciate whatever, like whatever comments you want to make, but um, at the end of the day, I'm going to do what, what's best for me mm-hmm. and what I feel is right. And so I had a lot of friends kind of, you know, uh, you know, turn on me, kind of call me a hippie, you've changed all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Change is good. Like, how do you not want to change? How do you not want to grow and develop skills and, and all of that? And even at work, right? I'm at, again, I was telling you about this a little earlier, like it's very foreign in the financial world. You know, I used to be a guy that would be in a blazer and tie and all that stuff. And here I am just like living off grid and just being so like, you know, and I, I knew it wasn't as maybe like fond upon in the fun, like with my colleagues and all that stuff. And I don't care, honestly. Like that's kind of what my mindset is, is like, I'm just going to do it. What makes me happy. Right. The, the, the day that I start making decisions off of other people's approvals is the day where I lose that integrity, the, the way where I lose kind of just being myself. Like I'm not going to give that to anyone. And, and I'm just going to trust my, my path and my faith and and where the Lord is leading me. And, and this is what I want to do. So yeah, it wasn't very accepted or kind of, but then I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see the other side of this, right. Where so many people are pouring into my life where again, the, you know, getting on the news and, and getting, uh, you know, the, the accounts beginning to grow. I'm having people reach out to me day in and day out saying, you know, it's been such a refreshing thing. My, my news story was like one of the highest read newspapers in, in my area. And, and people really resonated with my story. And I'm getting all these people, you know, pouring such kindness into my life where it was now like, okay, like I see that like there is a larger impact. It's not just about me and my story and, and, and traveling to Alaska. Like, oh, that's fine, whatever. But like now it's, if you notice my theme on my Instagram is, is trying to empower other people. I'm trying to provide a light, to be a breath of life, to be a salt of the earth, like, and to just help people. And I believe now I'm, I'm, I'm positioned to, to be a vessel to other people where people can now use me as a resource when it comes to kind of feeling stuck in a career or kind of being lost or wanting to get into van life. And now I, now it's my duty to, to, to help those individuals. Every person that reaches out to me on Instagram or any type of, like I respond to them. It may take a few days, but I'm the type of person, if someone's going to put their time and energy into me, I'm going to give it right back. Because although it may not be a lot for me, I know it could be crucial to other people. I know what it's like to feel stuck. I know what it's like to feel lost and to be complacent and to want to get into like this lifestyle. And I know that it's my duty to help those individuals. And serving and impacting is what I believe life is all about. We're all brothers and sisters going through life. It's all about helping one another because in a day and age where the the world can be super dark, I'm trying to just be a light. And when someone comes across my Instagram, it's, you know, they feel good or they, it's like somewhat motivational. And, and that's, that's, that's my, and I don't put a lot of my personal life out there because for me, you know, having that, that safe just environment where it's just like, okay, I have my own stuff, but you know, it's, it's the Instagram is for other people and it's for other people to kind of just empower or to look at my account and just feel like equipped to go through their day or to kind of just get a, a different perspective or like, because I have always felt like now I have to represent 
you know, I, I, I was making over six figures. I had like so many people feel stuck, complacent, where now like money is the reason why they're staying. And now I just want to be able to just say, hey, here's a different perspective to each their own, right? Everyone, I get it. It's not for everyone, but if you need, if you're stuck and you need that extra push, hey, I'll, I'll gladly be that person that gives you the extra push and to say, you're going to be okay. Mm. Like it's been the biggest blessing of my life. I would hope that so many people take, you know, a sabbatical six months, a year, because that's when you figure a lot of stuff out is during those moments. And you just come back to work or you come back to whatever you're doing um, with so much more passion or perspective. And how do you figure out your passions, right? You figure out your, your passions by getting out and doing stuff and just getting out there. So, yeah. <laughs> the thing I, I, I love about. Cause I just, my passion takes over and it's hard for me to. <laughs> no, I love it, man. You've become an inspiration and I, you know, perhaps you're an inspiration to some beforehand when, when you had your job and people probably saw that as like, you know, always oh, doing well for himself. I kind of want to follow his foot. You're probably now an inspiration for thousands more mm-hmm. people and will continue to be. And yeah. So like one of the things that I've kind of realized growing up is like the people that kind of hate on you and what you're doing and your ideas are the ones that are insecure of trying that themselves. And they're just trying to bring you down with them because they feel like they can't do it. They can't accomplish these goals. And the best thing you can do in life, if anybody's listening to this is get rid of those people in your life. <laughs> just seriously, get rid of them. Your life is so much better off without the negative people, the naysayers. It just brings you down being around people and talking to people and conversing with people, whether it's on the phone, text message or Instagram or whatever that push you to achieve your goals and you push them. It's, a, it's like a magical feeling, you know? And yeah, you've, you've probably helped people want to take a, a huge road trip on a bus or something like that. But I'm also thinking of the person I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a coworker. She said, I'm, I'm a little nervous to travel alone. I never thought about that. And I tried to encourage her. I was like, listen, you're going to, you got to do it. You're going to enjoy it. And if you don't, don't do it again. But I promise you, there's going to be things you love about it. And your story, as big as it is, is probably helping people with such small things as perhaps hopping on a a plane by themselves and going somewhere for a weekend by themselves and then coming home. And then they know they can do that. Um, You know, like I said, credit for taking such huge, gigantic steps but people probably don't have to, you know, you don't have to go that far, Yeah. but exactly. uh, you, you start taking baby steps and you can get that far. Um, I'm really curious to know. There's a few things I'm curious to know is you said you've got some great stories. What's like a story that stands out to you along this whole entire trip? Oh, I know. oh man. <laughs> I, have, I have, I have, I have two that, that will probably, yeah, I have two that really stick out to me. Um, that were just priceless serendipity of just like freaking life and the amazing, just like why, ah, it's just, it brings me so much joy. So I'll start with, uh, an Alaska story. Um, that was really cool. So as you know, you get to Alaska, one of the first things you need to get is bear spray, go to the local Walmart, you go to your local store, you need to get some bear spray, bear spray costs, you know, over probably like what, 50, 60 bucks It's expensive. But you need it. And it's one of those things that you just eat the cost and just hopefully you never have to use. 
So I'm in Alaska. Thank God. I never had to use my bear spray. And so uh, my last day there, I'm like, okay, you know, you can't bring it on a plane. And so I need to get rid of it and give it to someone that could use it. So I'm back at the Anchorage. Uh, I, I was my last day. I think I drove from Homer Seward to Anchorage. And I, I went to the local Walmart and I was going to say, okay, let me just go try to find someone that's walking in and just see if they need bear spray. So that's exactly what I did. I'm in my minivan in the parking lot. I roll down the window and there's these two guys walking out. And I'm like, yo, fellas, any chance you need some bear spray? And they like do a double take. They're like, Choo! they're like, what? And they look at each other like, yeah, we need some bear spray. We literally just walked into the Walmart to get bear spray and they didn't have any. We were literally just talking about how we need to find bear spray and, 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 and get it. And here you are being like, hey, you need some bear spray? So anyway, we, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I was like, yeah, heck yeah, let me give you some bear spray. So I get in my car and I start interacting with them. And um, they are two New York State troopers. Um, shout out to Ryan and Nick. We, I'm going to try to find a picture of this encounter because it was, it was so cool that I had to get a picture. Um, and so it gets better. So um, I exchange, I, I give them the bear spray and here it is. I'll show it up. And so here is my, my, here is my cousin and I, and then two guys all in the Walmart parking lot off of the bear spray <laughs> encounter. That's so awesome. anyway, they just started their leg of the trip. We were finishing ours and then we, um, we go separate ways. Right. And so we stayed in touch a little bit through Instagram and, 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 and having exchanged numbers and we stayed in touch enough where he called me, Nick, one of the guys called me up this summer and he's like, Hey man, I know you're still on the road. I would love to kind of meet you where you are and just see where you're at. So I'm like, heck yeah, man, I'm going to Michigan. I'm going to the upper peninsula of Michigan. Also shout out to the upper peninsula of Michigan. It is like the most hidden gem secret of the United States. Michigan is unbelievable. So I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm going to be up in Michigan. Why don't you come out? I'll host you in the van for or the bus for a week. And let's just go. Let's pick up exactly where we left off in Alaska. And let's go do this thing. And again, I love adventurous people or people that are just willing to say yes with like really no plan. He's like, all right, dude, I'm going to fly into like, I picked him up at this like such a random airport in the middle of Michigan called Saginaw Airport. Again, I met him for like, 30 minutes in Alaska. Next thing you know, we, we were together for a whole week. Uh, we lived together in the bus. Uh, he helped me take care of Bailey. We went to the sand dunes in Michigan. We went all the way up. And again, this beautiful encounter from just like, you know, giving bear spray to now he's in my bus. We're, we're living. We're having a great time. We're traveling together and we're cooking on the top of my roof deck, just enjoying life. And it's just so cool to like, again, one of the things that I, 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 I really have a, a strong, um, people are good. Like people are freaking awesome. We are clouded with negative news and negative stories where it's like, we lose hope in humanity. I, again, I could go on and on about the amazing acts of kindness and people just being so sincere and compassionate and, it has given me this like new lens of just like trusting people and loving humanity and really just unless I have that reason to like that intuition or like where I'm observing someone and I feel like 
you have my trust, you have my, like my good, you know, the good vibes and all that. So I'm like, yeah, dude, let's, let's do this. Why don't you come and hang out in the van and we'll, we'll enjoy a nice week in the summer. So that's exactly what we did. And it was amazing. And we stayed in touch and again, just an amazing human being um, that I never really would have thought all from just giving bear spray in an Alaska Walmart. Um, another story. This is 20, the, the fall of 2020. So I am in Bend, Oregon. I'm a little bit beat up. I am lived on the road now at this point for probably maybe just shy of a hundred days. I was living in my trailer, getting public showers, um, were very hard to be able to like find because of COVID. And so planet fitness was being pretty strict with like public showers. And that's usually how I shower on the road. Um, I have an outdoor shower on my bus, but Planet Fitness is usually where I kind of become a human again. I get a great workout in, I get my shower in, and I work a lot, actually. Um, I used to work a lot in, in the Planet Fitness, so it was great. So anyway, I met this gentleman, James Warwick. Shout out to you, James Warwick, uh, and the Warwick family. Just amazing, amazing human beings. Um, I started small talking him in a, in a, in a, in the parking lot. They saw the out of state plate and we just started, you know, striking conversation. And, and I was telling him a little bit about my story and I was like, yeah, like I went into Planet Fitness to shower, but unfortunately they didn't have any showers. They're kind of closed off to the public and I didn't shower in like five days. <laughs> and, uh, it sounds really gross, but when out West, when there's really no humidity, you can get, a, you can get away with it. So I, I was like, really just like, uh, and these are the moments where you just, of course, you want to run home. You want to just find some like <laughs> stability and just like have just like good warm shower. So again, not even trying to be like, like I was just like, yeah, like I wanted to plant a fitness. They didn't have any showers. And he's like, listen, man, like if you need anything, like at my house is 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away. Like we would love to, you know, you know, take a shower at my house, all good. Like, and, and do what you need to do there. So he's like, all right, let's exchange like, all right, let's exchange numbers. And so that's what we did. And of course, like, I wasn't going to like hit him up and go out of the way at that point. Big, like, hey, man, can like, I use your shower. And I was telling him that I was like pretty much living at Lowe's. So like the Lowe's parking lot, that's where I was like staying like most of my nights in Bend, Oregon. Um, and so I, I, so like when you live full time on the road, campsites, all that, that adds up. And I don't really need it. I didn't need any of the things that campsites offered. So all the time I would sleep at Walmart's, Cracker Barrels, Lowe's, Home Depot, and just go all the way in the back of the parking lot. So that was like home for me, like in the parking lot. And then he hit me up that night and he's like, listen, man, or no, the following day, he's like, listen, man, like, I really want you to know, like, if you need absolutely anything, like, please like come over and we'll be more than happy to, you know, give you whatever you need. And I'm like, all right, like I could use a shower. This guy seemed and like an amazing human being. I'm going to take him up on that offer. So from a planet fitness parking lot, I went to, I went over his house. Next thing you know, we spent the next like four or five days together. I was eating family dinners with his family. I was playing basketball with the kids. I remember just sitting at the dinner table with this family, just talking about life and, and sharing stories and just being like, this is why I didn't go back to Atlanta. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. I would have never had this opportunity to be surrounded with this amazing family with their kids and to just, you know, just like, what, like what, like planet fitness parking lot for now being hosted by this amazing family. They're taking me out for coffees. They are, uh, we went out to get drinks with them and, 
Um, just an amazing, amazing group that took me in as one of their own that trusted me, right? It's not just about me trusting them. It's they trusted me to welcome me and, and to just, you know, share, you know, my story. And that I, I was really craving home at this time. Like I was, I was really struggling at this moment and they just brought me in and were just so kind to me. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful uh, representation of how life can be when we just are kind to one another and we trust and we just open up our homes and arms to other people. And again, years later, I've stayed in touch, not years later, but a year, year and what? Yeah. I'm, like a full year later, I, I've continued to stay in touch with him. I actually called him for, for life advice and career advice not too long ago. And it's just a beautiful, and now I have a family away from home in Bend, Oregon, and I can't wait to get back over there. Um, and then another story, I was at a, this one's a, I can make this one quick, but I was at a Panera Bread working and I have my, my Instagram handle on the back of my bus. So I have so many people reach out to me when I'm on the road or where I'm stopping and say, like, we'll say something. And this one guy, I was like, Hey man, I see you're at Panera. Like, would love to host you have a fam, like have a dinner with me. And next thing you know, I hung out with him for three, four days. We went out on his, on his sailboat, uh, hung out with his mom. Um, we were ended up playing like pickleball in his driveway, like all from an Instagram DM. So amazing, amazing stories. I could go on and on and, and, each, and each person deserves a story, but, uh, have, fill your life with experiences, have stories to tell, not things to show. And that's like, I, I have stories for days and it's like amazing. It's amazing. So many beautiful, beautiful people, people in Vegas. I was in a, a I was, um, paying for all my groceries in Vegas. And some guy took, some guy came up to me and paid for all of my groceries. And I'm like, please listen, I'm the last blood person that needs this blessing. And so I was able to pay it forward to someone else, but just so many acts of kindness. And you would think for being on the road, even being in Tanzania, I would have all these horror stories. Heck no, I have nothing but amazing positive stories to share. And um, yeah, there's been times where it's like a little uncomfortable, but like I've never felt like my life has been in danger or I've been like, you know, have felt threatened or anything like I have all but good, good, positive stories to tell about other people and, and acts of kindness. And again, it all goes back to other people. The destinations are great, you know, but it, you're never going to forget about how someone made you feel. Mm-hmm. You're never going to forget how someone made you, uh, you know, yeah, really just feel, you know, and those are the stories you realize I go, I, I'm telling you, we're having these conversations. I go back to the people. I don't go back to you know denali mountain was so epic it was so big it was so tall no i i i go back to the people because that's what you remember that's what you feel those are those are the biggest biggest blessings yeah i feel like there's like a million lessons people can learn in there i'm super impressed too this has all happened during covid when we're basically told not to interact with people and you're still you're still able to do that i can't imagine like obviously covid was was the big kind of you know, the, the motivator behind all of this, but, um, you know, I can't imagine if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, your experiences yeah. and it'd probably be more people willing to, to stop yeah. and say hi and have more interactions. I got to say, I love it when your buddy, Nick, you said, just pick up the phone was like, kind of like, where are you at? And it's like, for people that are willing to just say yes and just do things, that's the greatest. I, Cause like I said, I've been traveling a lot the last few years. I love it. When I ask a friend, like, do you want to go with me? Most of the time it's a no. And it's like, it's so disappointing. It's like, of course, yeah. you know, I'll go by myself if I have to, whatever. I'm not waiting on somebody to do this. But when that person 
does say, yeah, let's do it. It's just that they, she's like, yeah, 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 let's do this. Let's do this. I love when people say yes. It's just, even if it's the simplest things, like I love it. And obviously like I have no issue traveling solo. It's it, I, I, I do love certain aspects of it, but to be able to share that experience with somebody and then hopefully get them going on their own little journey. Like, oh, this is great. I can't want to do it again and again and again. That's what makes this so much fun. Uh, boy, Mike, I, I, I think I could keep you here for like hours. And honestly, I'm going to ask you already, like, I got to get you back on this podcast at some point. Yeah, brother. And so I know you said it's all about the people, but I am curious, like top three, we can do a little rapid fire here. Top three most beautiful places you have seen on your journey so far. Oh man. So when someone asked me favorite States, I've been to like 45 States in the past year and a half or something like that. Uh, Washington state, I think is the most and no bias because my sister lives there. But when it comes to like seeing so many different types of landscapes, like the mountains, the lakes, the ocean, um, the greenery, Washington state in the summer is literally the most beautiful place that I've ever been to. Um, it is so rich with just like greenery and uh, you have Mount Rainier National Park. You have Olympic National Park. You have the North Cascades National Park, which I believe is the most underrated national park in the country. Um, and then you have the city of Seattle, which is super unique. It has a lot of just a lot of great things going on it's right on the water. Um, I think there's so much to do in the Washington state. If you love the outdoors, if you love nature, it's the best place to be. Um, and then going back to Michigan, Michigan is a state that I never would have thought would ever be on my radar when it comes to like traveling. And like when I went from Philadelphia to Glacier, it was either like go through Chicago, Iowa, or go up through Michigan and take a little bit of a longer route, but kind of go in more of an uncharted territory. Um, and so you have just so much beauty. And it's funny is because a lot of Mich- Michigan uh, people from Michigan don't want this little secret to be out there, but like, I, I can't help, but just talk about how amazing Michigan is the upper peninsula, right? So Michigan's a glove. You have the upper part where it's like kind of bordering, bordering Canada, just so many amazing things to see, to see up there. It really feels like it's just like its own oasis. You have Mackinac Island, which is like a little bit away from Michigan, which is this amazing Island that has like, it's your time traveling, no cars, like, are all the architecture is based from like way back. And it's just an unbelievably beautiful place to be. Uh, and then Tanzania. So uh, Tanzania was so, so beautiful. Um, Mount Kilimanjaro, absolutely amazing. Um, that was an eight day grueling grind to the top, uh, but just so much beauty. And then like Serengeti National Park, like, these the safaris seeing these beautiful beautiful animals in their natural habitat absolutely amazing tanzania for anyone that ever wishes to go to africa or to go overseas to like tanzania is so beautiful the the people are amazing um you know i never felt unsafe you know for being out there alone um it gave me so much perspective i came home a new man Um, My first week was really hard for me to process. Um, If we had this conversation like a week week ago when I was still coming back, I would have been like so quiet and so numb. 
just because of how much it's changed me and just it's a lot to process. So Tanzania is is beautiful, so so beautiful. But when it comes to like the like the past year and a half, my mind goes to I mean, right? You have Banff, you have Jasper, you have Alaska. I mean, all of these places are just beautiful. Then there's like the Nebraska cornfields. Like I could go on. I could go on. And it's funny, as I get this question, where do you want to live? Is there any place that like really pulled you? And I, I don't know, like, not really. Um, like, I just have found beauty in everything, even just being in a Walmart in like Utah. Like, there's just something cool. Like, there's a cool factor to that. Um, so, yeah. I'm going to put, I'm going to put you in touch with uh, Adam and Catherine. Frazier, who I've become friends with that are, that travel the entire country and they're going to Alaska next year in their van with their dog, Kona. I've interviewed them twice. And because of this podcast, I reached out to them. And like I said, I've interviewed them twice. I do recommend you perhaps if you have time, listen to them. They're awesome. They're an awesome young couple. I've become, I've literally become friends with them. They are awesome. And I'm going to put you in contact with them. You guys have a lot in common. And, um, yeah, it's funny because I found, I found them on YouTube because I do a lot of YouTube videos and, um, I found them because I went to Idaho last year by myself and I was like, okay, what the hell am I going to do in Idaho? I just literally booked a trip to Boise and, um, and I found them and I made a comment and they commented back. And then before I knew it, two weeks later, they're on my podcast and they said the same thing to like people in Idaho are mad because we're talking about how beautiful Idaho is and all the waterfalls and all that stuff. And they want to keep it a secret. And, uh, so that place to me, that's one of those places. Now that you said that about Northern Michigan, it's like, Hmm, you piqued my interest for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you make it to Coeur d'Alene? Whoa, pretty funny you said that. So I actually have that right here popped up on my phone because <laughs> I was going to ask you about that because yeah. I've been um, telling my girlfriend, I'm, I went to Idaho by myself a month before I met her. I was like, God damn it. I wish I knew you so we could have gone together. And uh, <laughs> so I've been saying, we got to go back. I got to go back. She makes fun of me, but she's like, okay, maybe. And she told me last week, she goes, one of my coworkers who's out in Seattle is running a marathon or Iron Man out in Coeur d'Alene. And she's like, we got invited to go stay at the house. And she, and she goes, and I looked at her, she goes, the way your eyes just lit up. And I'm just like, we're going to go to Idaho. She's like, well, we got invited. And I was like, yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So why did you say Coeur d'Alene? Why did you say that? I spent some time there. So when I, when I went, when I told you I was, I went from like Montana, Bozeman, Montana to, Missoula, Montana, up to like Washington State. I spent some time in Coeur d'Alene in Spokane, Washington, and it was it was beautiful. I mean, yeah. it was amazing. And again, you never really would have thought Idaho. You know, you hear about potatoes and all that good stuff, and um, but it was it was really really beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I, took, I actually took Bailey and um, on a uh, on like on an inflatable kayak out on uh, Coeur d'Alene, uh, Lake Coeur d'Alene. And we went out and this is, I tell you, her temperament's amazing. You could throw her in a boat and she's just like looking around like this. We just went out, started paddling and it was just amazing. Well, we could talk to and travels a bit. And maybe, maybe we do, maybe I have you back on and, and we actually literally talk about that. But, uh, as we wrap up here, I would love to know what's next for you. What's the plans? Where are you going? And then please tell people where we can find you. 
Yeah, man. So I, again, I get that question all the time. One of the things that I'm learning is I need to learn how to be still. And I, I, yeah, I still, so do I, <laughs> I'm terrible. And, and again, it's a blessing. And, and even me, I'm like, okay, but I'm, I, I'm in like more of an, un, like a foreign territory with being back at home and, and kind of like just not working at a desk and it's healthy. Like, I think it's really healthy for me to not always look at that next destination now, where it's, I think before it was always like, where am I going next? Or like, and now it's like, okay, like, you know, you have the holidays, like family as, as, as much as all of this is amazing. I've realized how amazing family and relationships and community are because I haven't really, as much as I love meeting people, people come and go out of your life relatively quickly. Right. And it's awesome to, to have friends from all over, but when it comes to like deep rooted relationships and community and, and having just, you know, deeper conversations, it, it becomes harder to find. Right. Because again, people are coming and going out of your life and you're always on the go. So now I'm back here. At home, I have my family. Well, some family, my sister um, is in Washington. So um, I have, you know, a, a, a good group of, of friends and people around. And, and my girlfriend lives in Denver, Colorado. So my, I'm going to be spending more, what I say is more hybrid living, kind of like all over, but primarily in Denver. There's a big entrepreneurial network in Denver that I can't wait to immerse myself into. Um, I'm all in on my business right now and, and, and uh, on my, my kind of creating that um sorry i shouldn't even say my business but my like just focusing on business right now and and working with my my team um the company is called wico we help people aspiring entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs that are already going amongst their journey and helping them scale their business or helping expedite their launch by providing mentorship and support so Again, huge shout out to the CEO, Simon Swordlow. I met him on the road. Again, another whole story of how one encounter has changed my life um, so dramatically. Um, and Simon has now added me to the team. You know, we're, we're co-creating this beautiful thing. And I'm like all in on like making this thing work. And so that's just been an extremely, I've learned so much during this journey. Um, and so now my job is, is having you know, demos and calls and, and listening to people's stories and how we can fit Wico into the equation. And it's been awesome. So travel is secondary right now, you know, and, and making the business work, uh, making, you know, the relationship work um, is my biggest priority right now. And, you know, traveling and all that is secondary. I built, I bought a new bus. So I'm going to be working on that kind of behind the, behind the scenes. I partnered up with one of my best friends who's a licensed contractor. We came in together on a deal. And so we're, we're, those responsibilities are shared. So um, I don't have a ton of like concrete plans. And that's one thing that I learned again, when I talk about, you know, when making plans, if you told me two years ago that I'd be living in a bus and I would have quit my job and I would have thought like, I would have been like, no, you're crazy. But life can change in an instant, and I don't plan my life anymore. I, I try to take advantage of every day and try to just maximize every day that I get. Every day is a bonus day. Every day is a blessing, and I don't try to, you know, try to orchestrate my life anymore. Because how often do those plans truly, truly stick? I think it's good to like intentionally like plan and to kind of have an idea or a vision of what you want. But when it comes to like the the true concrete, like I'm going to be doing this. This is what's going to happen. More likely than not, it's it's actually not going to end up to to be that way. 
So I, I just try not right now. My focus is enjoying time with my girlfriend, family on the holidays and, and, and making the business work, growing that, being there for our users, being there for our community. And as you know, 2022 starts to unravel, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of adventure, a ton of things going on because that's what makes me, you know, feel alive. That's what the whole, you know, chase what makes you feel alive. I love adventure. I love getting out there. I love being with nature um, and just immersing myself in that environment. So that's what's next. Um, kind of, I guess you could say that's kind of what I got going on. I got that question so many times, uh, Thanksgiving Eve, like, what are you doing now? What are you? And I'm just like, listen, man, I'm one day at a time. You know, that's all I can do is just take it one day at a time. People are living through you. And it's funny how the naysayers have now turned to be interested. Yeah. Right? yeah it's, it's, funny. it's funny how I, things work. People who I haven't seen in years and years who I, you know, I would have no idea that were following my journey had like had gone up to me and I'm just, wow, like this is, this is bigger than me now. This is not just about like me and my trout. Like this is, this is amazing. Like it, it truly is. I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Again, a new story. That's just me being me, you know, and that's what's, that's, what's really cool about it. That's awesome. And one thing that people can't see that are listening to this is how much you've smiled and you've been like genuinely happy this entire conversation. So I want to make that apparent. And uh, another thing I want to make apparent, so Instagram is yeah, where yeah, people yeah. follow you most. Like what's your Instagram handle? Like give it all, all the yeah. social media you get. Yeah, it's a super unique handle, everyone. It's uh, at wandering, wandering with an A. A lot of people like to do the W-O and can never find me, but it's W-A, wandering bus dude on Instagram. Um, that is really the only forum that I actively try and post. If you're into storytelling, inspiration, motivation, or want to just kind of see a day in the life of, you know, being a nomad, then that would be the Instagram account. Um, and yeah, you know, let me know if you've listening to this. It's so cool to kind of see how I've affected people, like even tiny home tours that are YouTube. And I was getting people from all over the world reach out to me. And that's just so freaking cool was when people just, it really brings me joy. It really, what keeps me going is when people reach out to me and say I've affected them in some way. And I'm like, okay, like it's worth it. It's worth it for me. Cause I'm not in love with, with social media. I'm not in love with putting my life out there, but I realize it's not about me at this point. It's about other people and being there for somebody else. I mean, I've said it before, your awareness, at, especially at this age, is incredible. And uh, that in itself is an inspiration to others to become so self-aware of what makes you happy and how to use a tool like social media, because it can be super negative. It really can. Um, cool. And to see you be so positive with it is honestly an inspiration in itself. So thank you, brother. Um, I will 100% be asking you to come back on. Let's 100%. do it, man. 100%. Let's do it. Um, I can't wait to follow you and your travels. And yeah. uh, you're going to be an inspiration to me. And uh, what's great is I'm going to see where you're going with your Husky. I'm be like, I got to go there in my Husky. So I'm excited to do that. Nestled All in. right, Bailey. I don't know if you can hear me. <laughs> yeah, it's her. Like literally working in the bus or just living. That's her driving. That's awesome. Being amazing. That's She's a former awesome. show dog and has, I got her. That's a whole nother story. We'll say that for podcast number two. <laughs> we will. Cause I could definitely dive deeper into that as well. You know, Ooh, you know, I love my Huskies, but Mike, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been a blast. Heck yeah, dude. The amount of advice and inspiration you've given during this hour and a half now has just freaking incredible. This is incredible. So thank you so much for joining me. Awesome. Have a, have a very happy Thanksgiving. Have a yeah, great holidays. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Listen, 
Have an amazing, amazing, amazing night. Remember it. <laughs> I can't wait for that night in my future, but man, I'm so thankful to be a, at least just a very small part of this special day. I appreciate uh, it. Blessings to you guys. I'm so happy for you. I'm Thank sure you. you're just absolutely ecstatic. Enjoy it. Um, Cause that's what freaking life's all about. Just those great people and just enjoying them. So proud of you, man. Thank I you. appreciate this conversation. It was a blast. Please reach out to me. We're friends now. Heck yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I know this isn't the last time. So absolutely, man. I, I'm someone who holds myself accountable and uh, keeps my word. And you're coming back on. We'll talk soon. Amazing, it's buddy. been a blast, man. Have a great holidays you and too. we'll talk later. Okay. All right, buddy. Take care. You too. Awesome. Just awesome. Thank you so much, Mike, for joining my podcast and bringing me on your pursuit of happiness because clearly that is what you are doing. You are very happy. You've made the right decision for yourself, and it was really awesome to get the backstory on that. And I cannot wait to have you back on to dive deeper and to hear even more stories. So everybody, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Pursuit of Happiness. Please leave a rating leave a review. As always, it's greatly appreciated. And I will catch you next time on the Pursuit of Happiness podcast.